So Lord, just give me the wisdom to, to speak the truth that you have for me and for us here as we just recap what's going on. Lord, give us the wisdom of your victory. And so all glory is yours and yours alone. In Jesus' name, amen. So we were all here for the most part. You probably heard it by proxy. Uh, the other Friday, um, Tyler went ballistic. Uh, in, in my journal, I wrote, Tyler, had, Tyler meltdown on this date. And so I feel that it's important to talk about it, to debrief about this, and to, to tell you what you didn't see. Okay? So we were all present for it. It was a demonic attack on me. On that Friday, it was a demonic attack. But I want, I'm going to tell this, and this is, this is the point. It's not about what the enemy does. It's all about what God can do. So I'm not, I'm giving the enemy the respect they earned from this attack, but I'm giving all glory and honor to the Lord for his victory in this battle. So it was like any other Friday night, it was any other Friday, I was ready to, to give my sermon, the sermon I, <laughs> the Kintsugi Christian, was the sermon I was ready to give. Fully ready. And I had no build-up, no nothing. The kids were frustrating. Be prepared for those of you that are new, new parents. They were not getting along. They weren't being thankful. We've, you know, we've been sick. And so they just, they left for school, which I don't like leave, letting them leave for school when one, somebody's frustrated, somebody's angry at somebody. But they left right after I yelled at them for being ungrateful children. So I was hot. They went to school. Kristen took them. I came downstairs here, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to blow off some steam. I'm going to play some video games. It was my day off from work, so I'm playing some video games. I'm playing, I'm playing. And then I smell dog crap. And <clears throat> for those that aren't aware, for those for the recording, got a new puppy and just constantly... <laughs> made the new, the new uh, steam cleaner worth value and earn its keep. And so it was just frustrating, frustrating, trying to get this dog, even though we would get this dog out, 10 seconds into the house, she'd poop, she'd pee, even though she'd just done poop and pee twice outside. And so the frustration of that, I snapped. I smelled it, I snapped. If you know me, if you've known me for any length of time, who I am, who you see, is who I am. I'm not a depressed person. I don't put on a show. Most of you have been around me long enough, frequently enough, in varying situations enough, to know when I'd be BSing and putting on a show. And for me, that seems like a lot of work 
So it's just easier to be real. So I am not a depressed person. I have frustrating, depressed days, but as a rule in a, in a pattern, I am not a depressed person. That dog took a poo in my basement and I snapped. I lost it. Anger, frustration, I cleaned it up and I left the house in a tizzy. Kristen's like, where are you going? I said, I don't know. Slammed the door and just drove off. And so for 40 minutes, I just drove. I drove all around PA. Ended up like an hour away, 40 minutes away. And I was contemplating suicide. I was so angry, so tired of life and the responsibilities and things that I was just like, you know what? It's just easier to end it. Which is a stark contrast to how I was Wednesday and Thursday. I had a very pleasant conversation, an encouraging conversation with a friend. Then I had another encouraging conversation on Thursday with a friend. I had nothing, no reason to start contemplating suicide on Friday. The kids being kids is not a reason to jump off the deep end. The dog pooping in the house is because she's a puppy is not a reason to jump off the deep end. But there I went without a parachute and I was ready to meet the ground. And so I canceled the underground because I knew I could not give that sermon. I knew I couldn't. I didn't want to. And I was ready to quit the sermon. I was willing to cut it out, cut, cut the underground out, cut, cut preaching, cut ministry, cut everything out and end my life. And so I don't know... I haven't met with you guys and haven't, we haven't talked, but I don't know what you saw. And I will preface everything with saying, yes, I am a dramatic person. I am dramatic. I have a flair for the theatrical, okay? Nothing about that Friday was theatrical, was dramatic. I was suicidal. Every thought, when I wasn't pissed off at somebody else, I was pissed off at God. I had no reason to. The, I was, this is the start of the 30 days. I was day six maybe, day five maybe, into my search for hearing the Lord. I was not disappointed, not frustrated, not anything. I was encouraged. I was ready to pound through and push through. I didn't care if he didn't talk to me in the way that I wanted because he was still talking to me in every other way. So I had nothing against God. I wasn't frustrated with God in the least on Wednesday, Thursday, all through the week up there. Friday, I snapped, and I started in my head denying who he was, saying, I don't even know if you're real, if you're even there. Like, just 
going at him and laying it out. I don't give this. I don't give that. I'm done. You can kiss my this. You can kiss my that. And so 6.30 rolls around and Kristen says, she said, you, you, we, all need to, we all need to come. Tyler's lost his marbles. He needs to come. We, we need to come. We need to gather around him as a family. But it's not about what the enemy does. It's about what God can do. So the enemy gets that footnote of how he got me. But this is what God did. If you saw yourselves from my perspective, God's glory was in the house. It was amazing. You guys spoke love to me. You spoke love, you spoke peace, you spoke truth. But where I was, I didn't hear anything. I wanted to accept what every one of you said. I wanted to. I could not. Because, and I will tell you this, this is the truth. It is not about me. So if I have shown the Lord to you, I don't care. Because it's not about me. It's not about what I have done. It is about the Lord. And so it is all the Lord, all his glory, not Tyler. All God. So for me, that wasn't going to work. But, the only, but what started to give me feeling, what's, what reached through was my pride in each and every one of you. The ability to rise up in this occasion, to gather together with a focused mindset, to listen to the Holy Spirit. I saw you people operating in what the Lord has for you. Confidence, boldness, when you shut your mouth, you listened and you had the wisdom. Peace and love. Courage. Okay? Wisdom and leadership. Okay? Same with you. Love. Okay? But it, if you looked at it, if you looked at me as you each and every one of you came up and sat next to me reached out and touched me you saw that nothing was happening nothing was happening and so the point is you you lean in you leaned in further to the holy spirit you leaned into listening to what he needed you to say needed you to do because it wasn't our wisdom, our human wisdom to do anything. So instead of saying, well, I guess we tried, you buckled down, you doubled down and said, no, we're not done until this is gone. And so you moved as he 
dictated. And this is all the training. If you think about it, if you've had the time now to process, this is everything that we have preached, everything that we have talked about, everything that the Lord has provided and told us to do manifested itself. And God stole the mystery from the enemy. Because you know when you're in training and you go, well, I'm training, I'm training, but there's still the mystery of when this happens, am I going to be ready? God took that mystery, that fear out of the hands of the enemy and put it back to you. So now when you understand and you see what's going down, there's no fear anymore. Because we've seen the victory of God and the power of the blood of Jesus. And when we listen to the Holy Spirit, when we stick through the fight, when we come together, victory happens. And because we did that, because you did that, because you pushed through awkwardness, because you pushed through with not getting anything back from me, when you pushed through disappointment in hoping that something was taking effect, and you pushed more into the Holy Spirit, victory came and I was delivered. We all saw the moment it broke. Twice. We had to keep going twice before it broke. And I was a different person from the moment, from the person you saw walk down those steps. My mental state was completely different than the person that walked down those steps. And I will tell you the next few days were very humbling because there was a lot of repenting to do between me and the Lord. A lot of repenting. So the glory of God, what God can do is deliver anyone from the hands of the enemy. And I am standing here before you. I am talking to you now because that is truth. Because I am living, stinking proof. But I will share with you some lessons learned. 1 Kings 19. So as I sought the Lord after this incident, I sought this, the Lord and still had people praying for me. People were still praying for me, right? Because we know about counterattacks. We've talked about counterattacks. And we know that even though I was delivered, I wasn't out of the woods yet. And I will tell you, though my mental state was healed, the strength I had was not returned. It wasn't returned. And so I sought the Lord on my behalf. Lord, what the heck just happened? And how do I prevent it from happening again? Because I don't like doing that. That was not fun. And I'm sure it wasn't fun for everybody else either. And so a word was given to me by, one of, by a confidant and by a friend that it said, beware the Jezebel spirit. 
Watch the Jezebel spirit. It is entered. And so I go, okay, Lord, this is the word that's given. Confirm it with me. And so I, I, I shared that with multiple other uh, confidants and, and help. And I even went to counseling twice with Kristen at one time to talk about this. And so the Jezebel spirit. So you go, well, if you've been in church and if you've been in a well, Pentecostal, I guess for lack of a better word, if you've been to a more Pentecostal church, you've heard Jezebel thrown around like, you know, beads at Mardi Gras. It's just all over the place. You know, that's the, it's the biggest target to throw out there. But if you look at 1 Kings 19, it's Elijah and Jezebel. So, and this is what a, what a friend and confidant said is, is if you read this, look at how he reacts. So it says, and Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. He's fresh, Elijah is fresh off his victory and slaughter of the Baal prophets on the mount and a great victory for the Lord has just been won. 200 uh, Baal prophets off of their heads. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and also how he had executed all the he had executed all the prophets with a sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow at this time. And when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. And he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat under a broom tree. And he prayed... And this is it right here, right? And he prayed that he might die and said, It is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. So those are some of the attributes of the Jezebel spirit. So if, again, if you've been around any contemporary church and there's the quote-unquote Jezebel spirit, there's a lot of lust and there's... Um, it usually it surrounds like lust and infidelity and, and some sort of romantic thing. But there's also in this right here, suicide, depression, okay? So there's a telltale characteristic of a spirit. And okay, yes, we've all thought about suicide at one point. We've all been depressed at one point. But we know the difference. There is a difference. There is a visible, noticeable difference under the oppression of a demon. Under oppression of the enemy, there is a visible, noticeable difference. But so, I, so we, we look at this, right? We look at this and we see these characteristics of the spirit, which is what I felt. The depression, the speaking against God, saying, I'm done with you, God. I'm done. It's enough. I, what I've done is done. Just take me away. And if you don't do it, I'll do it. But what I, again, want to focus on is not what the enemy can do, but what God can do. And what God does here is that he ministers 
to Elijah. And it says in verse 5, Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there was by his head a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank, and he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. What did the Lord do as the enemy attacked Elijah? He ministered to him. He fed him and ministered and loved him. That's what God does in the midst of this. We go, oh, God's not there. God's not there. That's the lie of the enemy because God is right there and he is taking care of us. He is filling our needs and he knows what's ahead and he gives us the strength to last us 40 days and 40 nights. Another lesson learned is that no one is invincible. No one is above the tactics of the enemy. I am not invincible. Newsflash. I too am vulnerable. This is why we talk about, and this is another lesson learned, is that it's the importance of staying in the Word. Staying surrounded by the presence of the Lord. But one of the biggest takeaways, and this is what I want us to understand right now. I want all eyes on me. This is the most important takeaway we have, I have from this right now. And it is the importance that as a body being of one accord, of one purpose, of one mind, is being of one accord and one mind set for the Lord. So as we start to come back, we come back, you leave your crap at my door. Do not bring that crap in. Your crappy day, your kids whining, your, your headache, leave it at my door. Do not bring it in because when we come now, from now on, when we come together for the underground, we come with one mind, one accord. Not to hear Tyler, not to hear the word that he has. We come to hear the Lord and what he has for us. We come to expect the Lord of one mind, of one heart. The Bible, the Holy Spirit came down on the day of Pentecost because they were in a house praying of one mind and one heart. I was delivered because we were of one mind and one heart focused on God. And so the warning is, that as we start to be more and more effective for the kingdom of God, 
as we start to seek the Lord more and more and deeper things of the Lord, we put a target on our back. So it again drives home the importance of being of one mind, of one heart, that when we gather together on Friday nights at 6.30, we gather for one purpose and one purpose only, seeking the Lord. That's it. Nothing else. Seeking the Lord. Whether that's in worship, whether that's in prayer, whether that's in word, deed, however it shows up, however the Lord dictates, the mindset is nothing enters my house no bad attitudes, no work frustrations, no family issues. In this house, when you come to this house, you come with one mind to seek the Lord. Because that's for me is what I need to do. I need to leave my crap at the door. My thoughts of how am I going to give a sermon? How am, is this the right word? I leave that crap at the door and I come and I preach to myself. And I come with a mind and a heart seeking the Lord. Nothing else. Because right now, you leave this place, you cannot deny that when we were of one heart and one mind, the Lord showed up and the Lord delivered on His promises. And so we're all changed. But I wanted to record this because I'm not invincible. And these lessons need to be shared with the body. Because we aren't the only body. We aren't the only ones seeking the Lord. And intel is best used when it's shared against the enemy. You don't keep secrets with the rest of the body. And so if my failure and my opening myself to this weakness sets the rest of the body up for success, then so be it. Because the body only becomes stronger. I have a new hunger now. Revenge is the Lord's. But I want to see His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And if He'll use me, I'll let Him. So Lord, Utilize this teaching, utilize these things for your body and the growth of the body. All for your glory and not mine. In Jesus' name, amen.